0: Welcome. Grounded is a podcast by Inspiring Time for copy loving adventurous souls who expect to live their best life. I'm your host, Amber Card, and alongside my husband, Christopher, we will share how we handle high stress living with intention. Listen weekly as we dive into our military family lifestyle, where simple entertaining and hospitality, grilling out, gardening, marriage, and healthy living are a must. Expect a healthy dose of honesty, snarky comments, and lots of laughter. Now, on to the show. For the love of flowers. And we're back. And Christopher's with me. Hi. We're going to discuss today some of our past houses um, and what we've done in the garden. And to kick us all off, I actually want to throw in a little prior to getting married in the Charleston, South Carolina area. It was a disaster. That was my first experience with uh, my own garden, a disaster. A land developer had just taken over the cute little house um, that I was wanting to purchase and she subdivided the lot. So it went from being a beautiful azalea, camellia, gardenia-ridden yard to... Insert Abilene, Texas.
1: Well, we could, you know, take a step back and go back to the Charleston House and talk about, uh, you know, all those scams and shady business dealings that led to the housing collapse in 0708 There is case in point, and we ended up uh, being the bag holder on that for four or five years until we could finally unload it at a massive loss. But that's neither here nor there. Neither so there. Abilene, um, we got there in 07. That was, you know, our first house together, uh, about 1,600 square foot house and a decent little corner lot. And the thing about Abilene is you're right on the edge of the Sonora Desert, so you get a lot of those type uh, desert arid effects through a lot of the year. Now, I mean, we still kind of had the stormy season, but we started our gardening, I guess, in a in a really bad place but we had to learn a lot of lessons about efficient watering and soil mending and things like that.
0: We really so, did go on that whole desert vibe where less is more and and
1: Yeah, and so there you know the hardscaping was very common. You had lava rocks everywhere. They used bricks a lot. Uh they used stone. Um, it was very surprising they still tried to have grass in yards, you know, especially since we were put on restrictions as far as watering. I think we were only allowed to water the yard once or twice a week. So um, we had
0: mesquite trees, we had thorns for grass, we yeah. had lava rock, which we have not had lava rock since. I loathe lava rock, I'm sure it. It holds a place somewhere, but it's not in my book. Yeah, definitely
1: not our favorite. And you know, it would we would get that one random rain, and it would sit in those beds, and the lava rock would overflow into the yard, and then you would go mow, and you'd sling a lava rock out at you know seven hundred miles per hour at something. So, not our favorite. So our our for our uh, <laughs> first foray into gardening was there. Um,
0: But we we did grow some very good lettuce on the north side of the house, right beside the AC unit. Yeah,
1: north side of the house, didn't get any uh, sun where it was. And probably the best lettuce, most success with lettuce that we've had of all places, somewhere where it's you know 100 degrees for 60 days straight. Um, Let's see, we had that. I think we tried potatoes in the backyard. We had a couple tomato plants and a couple okra. That lasted
0: exactly... Until the sun hit them and yeah, fried them, yeah. and so yeah,
1: the tomatoes just got totally cooked. So the moral of that story is: we uh, didn't have a lot of vegetable success when we were in Abilene. We did have a lot of success with you know other plants and flowers and things to try to church up the yard.
0: And then we 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 left Abilene and headed straight on towards Little Rock, an area actually. Probably the most similar zone to where I grew up and what I was used to growing in the yard, which we moved in and y'all the backyard there to this day it was uh, the the family before us had done such a good job you could tell they loved to be outside they enjoyed grass um, they enjoyed gardening but we moved in and some of my favorite things there. They had two dogwood trees, and I love dogwood trees. They're so beautiful. They had double knockout roses, which we'll get back to here in a minute. But if you're going to plant a knockout rose, it needs to be a double knockout, not a single knockout. It's a thing.
1: And they did the crepe myrtles on either side of the front porch, and they didn't do the great southern... Uh, crepe myrtle massacre they had let them grow so it was a two-story house and those the tops of those crepe myrtles were even with the roof line and it was beautiful they had great color and they were
0: actually white big beautiful native uh, white crepe myrtles yeah,
1: and also gave us a little bit of shade too which helped on the power bill
0: we had a lovely front porch on that house we also had doves that love to nest in our hanging plants. What were those hanging planters? Oh. I don't
1: remember. They were baskets that you had up there. And we what did we go up to Deadhead something. Oh, the and petunias. That's what it was. Yeah, petunias.
0: And those things would fly out right at your face. Oh, they love to build in my um, fabulous wreaths for the front door, too. We had doves in the... <laughs> we had doves everywhere. Christopher was waiting on fall to show up and show him who was boss. But That's right. Uh, there was also one of my favorite memories. When we showed up to purchase this house, literally the tr- the moving truck showed up before they were supposed to. There was a bit of a miscommunication. Imagine that with a military move. I am 24, 25 weeks pregnant. Uh, we have Emma Catherine, who she just 13 turned... 13 months old. Just turned yeah. one. And we'd traveled all night. Anyway, we show up and just everything the, the bottom falls out but we walked through to the backyard and it's just like ah, oh, okay well emma catherine about that time found this little bench over to the right hand side of the house it was shaded by another dogwood tree and this little bench had a statue of a little boy
1: yeah he was just sitting there well she saw it then but it was when she started toddling and she would walk out there so that was you know several months later but anyhow uh they would she would go sit over there and give the little statue a hug and then when junior was born and he started walking he would do the same thing and they would just sit there and talk (laughs) it was the cutest little thing but we um, have a
0: picture i'll have to try and find the picture because emma catherine is literally in this little statue's ear telling who knows what she's telling him but giving him the
1: what for about something (laughs)
0: that's right now that house we had really good luck with vegetables Um, And we were so excited because, of course, in the midst of another baby, and it was nice to move in and know that our yard was already pretty much situated. Um, But we grew. What was it?
1: So the first year, we did uh, tomatoes and okra, uh, peppers, squash, and cucumbers. And we did all of that in the backyard side side of the house. So our driveway there was the long driveway ran up the side of the house, and um garage was on that side and then it had the little pull off where I parked and there was a little space in front of that which we turned into a garden later but that first year we did pretty good but in the afternoon the tomatoes were getting all that uh, western sky baked. sun and they were just they were withering we just couldn't put enough water on them so we had you know marginal success with them now the okra uh, I think it probably got up to 8 or 9 feet tall cuz I was having pull to pull it. them down to cut So those did really well. Uh, Everything else did. But the next year, we decided to do tomatoes on the other side of the fence, so right in front of where I parked. And that meant that they got shade pretty much all afternoon, and they thrived. We did four or five different varieties right there. And then uh, at the farmer's market, uh, this old guy gave us a tip. He said, here, buy this, um, what was it, African basil Mm -hmm. and plant it. He said, don't eat it. Don't uh, pick the flowers off. Just let the bees come, and so we did, and I have never seen the like of pollinators. And
0: y'all, we have not found African basil since. If somebody knows where that is, let me know. I'd love to buy it. Now, another thing about planting a vegetable garden when the kids are super little, we would always... Well, number one, we did a bit of a renovation. We lifted a a seating area and made it all part of the house and enclosed it. Well, at that point, the dogs were young enough to where we needed a doggy door, or we thought we did. <laughs> and the kids figured out, they watched the dogs, and they started using the doggy door to go in and out. Well, first thing in the morning, the very first day it happened, I thought, where are the kids? The kids had let themselves out. And they were picking tomatoes, the little sweet 100s or sweet millions, whatever that bush is. And just, I mean, then when they came in, they had seeds. It was their hair is down the front of them. It looked like they massacred this tomato bush. And that day forward, we would find, if you couldn't find the kids inside, they'd be outside on their fort eating tomatoes like apples. And ever since then, it's, they love tomato season. That was probably our, um, I don't know, to date, that's still my favorite backyard that we've had. But we moved on down towards the coast of Mississippi, and that was a whole new zone that we had to learn.
1: Yeah, it, uh, that one was special. You know, different type of soil, different type of weather we had to deal with. Our backyard there, we had a really nice backyard. We had about three quarters of an acre, and almost all of it was backyard. we It was narrow and long. It was, I think, 130 feet from the back porch to the back property line, and I forget how wide we were, but um, it was good. We had to do a lot of clearing out of wax myrtle and uh, green briar and stuff like that down there to make it real usable. And this is where we started doing Mel Bartholomew Mel Bartholomew's Square Foot Gardening. Love that guy. Yeah, fantastic stuff. I think we talked about him in an earlier podcast. Uh, if you're interested in that stuff, I know they've got a website, and the book is well worth the money. Really enjoy it. Anyhow, I think we did four boxes there, four four-by-eight boxes, and did the Mel's Mix and really planned out our garden. And we had a lot of success there. Um, everything grew well except for those peas, we try to do peas. so. Our buddy Dauber told us that, yeah, you know, he he did these Alaskan sweet peas or something, and that they did great. So we said, all right, we'll give those a go. And we couldn't get them to grow to save our lives. So it
0: was we were we were seriously there was a runoff from all the rain that would wash through, and of course you're almost at. Sea level, so, or at sea level.
1: Yeah, we were like 13 feet, you know, just high enough that we didn't have to pay the flood insurance.
0: And it would all rush through that area, so I guess just the silt and all the buildup down there, even though we had his mills mix in there, it just still, something was a little off for those peas. Now, that was one of my favorite cutting yards. Uh, the person before us had done a great job of selecting plant material that you could go out and actually harvest and then put into vases so she had gardenias and hydrangeas and aspidistra leaves which are fantastic for that area um, so that was a great cutting yard as well now we move on towards warner robbins
1: and we had a, a yard problem actually let me take a step back uh we didn't talk about composting. We actually started, oh, we composting, started composting in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. We had a small compost area, and then we really upped it when we were down in D'Iberville and, again, in Warner Robins.
0: I would say D'Iberville was probably, like, our first really big endeavor Proper, in yeah. gardening.
1: But made a huge difference as far as vegetable growing and you know, you know, less trash coming out of the house, et cetera. So, yeah, uh, back to Warner Robins. So this house... Again, we had a corner lot there, and the house kind of set up on one edge of it, which was kind of the only, quote, flat spot, and then it sloped off pretty severely uh, to the back, which was—so the back of the house uh, faced south, and the bottom driveway was on the west side, so it sloped down hard south and west— so because of that, we didn't have any great spot for a garden, so we kind of had to make do. Now, at, on the top, there was a parking pad by the kitchen door. Right beside that was a bunch of juniper bushes, Ugh. or as they're also known as, those bushes that just harbor wasp. Yes. And we had issues with them. So finally, one day we had enough and we just tore them all out. You know, great use of four wheel drive truck right there. Right? I
0: mean, if you need to feel some empowerment, get a big old rope tied around a juniper and then hook it to the back of a tail hitch. And let yeah. me tell you, that's that's empowerment. Yeah,
1: they come on out. So we uh, pulled all those out and actually had pretty good dirt there, which was kind mm-hmm. of surprising since it was a big slab of concrete right beside it. Usually you expect to have filled dirt. So we amended that a little bit, didn't have to do much, and decided to put our garden in there. Now, that meant that for probably 60% of the day, it was in the shade. It really only got morning until, I don't know, 11 o'clock before the sun was either behind the tree or behind the house. And we had really good success with our okra and tomatoes right there as well.
0: And. Let me point out that if you are not going to walk by that spot to go to your garden there's a very good chance you are not going to garden so make sure you put your garden in a sunny spot and somewhere that is easy to get to you will you will enjoy it a lot more that way
1: yeah you definitely want to keep it you know front of mind so you don't end up wasting
0: so. now we found a fantastic um, website for yeah,
1: fast growing trees fast growing trees.com we used them to get a few things for that yard um, mainly we wanted something that grows fast and was going to give us a little bit of privacy because we didn't have a fence and we got hybrid willows from them and we planted i don't know six or seven of them and we took cuttings off of the ones we had and you know grew more but in the two years we were there i want to say we got about between fifteen and twenty feet of growth out of several of them, and it, they were doing great. So,
0: and if you're if you're looking for uh quote fast growing trees, um, they have a great selection. They send it to you dirtless, right? Yeah, it's, it's- usually
1: bare root, so.
0: So those were our big takeaways from that house. Now we move on to a rental property. You can still do great things at a rental property. You can use containers. We, of course, took our dead hibiscus we always laugh about. We'll tell you more about that one later. But we still planted a garden there um, and had great success. So just because you don't own that little piece of property doesn't mean you can't perhaps use some of their soil to create
1: Yeah, and again, just to reemphasize, as long as you've got some compost and some grass clippings, you can really amend a lot of soil and, you know, make the most out of very little.
0: Now, let's just, we're going to talk real quickly about where we just moved into. We don't have a ton to say because we've already talked about it a little bit, but we have started our raised bed gardening. Um, in seven weeks, we have oh my goodness,
1: massive cucumbers, massive <laughs>
0: cucumbers. We have a cutworm in there that we're gonna have to figure out what to do with. We've got peppers and tomatoes and okra and squash
1: and the herbs. Uh, let's see
0: and pumpkin. We have and one a pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah. Then we're gonna see how it does. So we have we have max capacitated those beds. Now, um, as fall comes, you don't want to plant right in the middle of the hot heat of summer in montgomery alabama um we did end up getting a Pitasporum. love that for cutting um, if you're doing fresh arrangements portulaca is another one of our favorites it creeps and crawls and has beautiful flowers and then on the bank in the back um we've been amending the soil which is poor poor soil and we've been planting ajuga and zinnias and impatience
1: yeah and we have get a lot of drainage right there so there's been a lot of erosion so we're hoping that by putting this in there it'll kind of help mitigate that
0: that's right well we will have some photos in the blog uh, the blog will be up as soon as of course the podcast is and if you have questions would love to answer them for you so we'll see you next week when we talk about for the love of family see you then how do you find us Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast directory. I'll post notes on the blog, Inspiring Time, and you can find the link below. If you're on social media, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. If you enjoyed the show, then please leave us a rating and review. We enjoy your feedback. Thanks for listening.